You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It is opening day here in the city of Detroit, the day that the Tigers open their 2018 campaign, supposedly against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but the weather has different ideas for us today, and so opening day won't be until tomorrow, at least for the game. I'm sure that will not deter the many thousands of people I've seen already streaming into downtown Detroit to take part in the celebration of opening day, which is, of course, quite separate from the game itself. Uh, We are talking all day today about opening day and baseball, and we want to hear from you. Uh, Tell us who the people are that inspire you on opening day. Who are the players you think of when you kick off your season with the Tigers? Who are the players that you remember as a kid? Who are the players you think of now? Who are the players you think we'll be talking about in 30 or 40 years when people are asking about what baseball was like here in the city of Detroit? As always, on the phones, 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, let us know. Also, let us know what you think of this idea of postponing opening day. What's that about? Uh, how many times have I gone into that stadium and it seemed like it was snowing on opening day, or you know, just bitter cold, and they didn't seem to to cancel the game? Why'd they cancel it today? Uh, all of a sudden, uh, some people are saying on social media that this is the first time in history. I'm not going to embrace that until I can confirm it, uh, get the word for sure that that's true, but uh, it certainly is the first time in my memory that this has happened. Well, why are we doing that? Uh, Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. And joining us now to talk more baseball, sports, and the like is Bill Shea, enterprise editor who covers the business of sports for Cranes Detroit Business. Bill, welcome to Detroit Today. To be here, yeah. So this uh, this postponement has got to be spoiling your day. I know big opening day is a big day for you. You go down <laughs> and take a look at well, all the things that are going on in the in the stadium, all the new food, and now you got to wait twenty four hours. Yeah, um, I don't know if it spoils it. I, I definitely get my steps in um, uh, my step tracker. It's it's a, it's a lot of walking on two very bad knees, um, but it, it certainly beats digging ditches. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, um, but no, it's it's a lot of fun, especially when it's a nice day. Um, we've had a lot of nice days in in recent years, or it's sunny, maybe chilly or windy. Yeah, but you know, people are happy. And there's a lot in the world to be unhappy about right now. So it's kind of a nice break from that. Um, Today, it looks like November outside and kind of feels like it. Um, That happens sometimes in Michigan. Um, So maybe, and I haven't looked at tomorrow's forecast, maybe it'll be sunshine and clouds in 60. Um, A boy can dream. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I, I am, again, stunned a little bit by this. This postponement, and and I wonder also whether that will affect uh, attendance at tomorrow's game. You know, I mean, lots of people take the day off and uh, really indulge on on opening day, the announced opening day. I'm not sure what will happen if you try to do it again tomorrow, although I will say I will be partaking 
uh, both days. So <laughs> it's not it's not going to spoil my plans. Yeah, it's I, just going to get me a double dose. I, I think the, the people that are old pros at this, when they open on a Thursday, they also take Friday off. Friday's not, off not, anyway, right? Not necessarily because of the weather, but because they might develop a case of the <laughs> Irish flu. They might be under the weather. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> so, All right. So, Bill, uh, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, the hat that you brought with you into the studio today. I know that you are uh, a Cleveland Indians fan. You're from Ohio. Uh, but the hat you're wearing today is from Los Angeles. What is up with that? Yeah, an L.A. Dodgers hat. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm from Cleveland, a lifelong Indians fan dating back to Pat Tabler and Toby Hara and those guys in the early 80s, late 70s. Um but, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge Los Angeles fan, not necessarily the Dodgers, although I, my favorite non-Indian baseball player of all time, Sandy Koufax. Yeah. Um, number 19 lefty, Hall of Famer, fantastic pitcher until his arm fell off. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I travel to Los Angeles occasionally, love, you know, I stay in Hollywood, um, one of the famous hotels there, and just kind of chill out and relax. I don't like the traffic. Um, but I try not to drive much out there. Um, and kind of the other reason is the Indians are in uh, a transition period with their logo. Um, and they, uh, I, it hasn't arrived yet, but I bought a, uh, they sell a hat that it's the, the C they wore in the mid seventies when uh -huh, I was born. Uh -huh. It's not the block C. It's this sort of fat stylized C that's okay. very distinct to them. Um, and, and I'm, I'm part of the, the fan base that is very okay with Chief Wahoo going away. He, he, he was there yeah. and we enjoyed major league. And then, you know, we started thinking more about it and people are unhappy with that. And, you know, I, I get that nostalgia is a powerful thing. I'm a hugely nostalgic guy, uh -huh. but I am okay with that particular symbol being relegated to the museums and, yeah. In history. I mean, so until I think... then, I will wear the L.A. because I like <laughs> Los Angeles. Like and Randy... so, what's the new? I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I'm up on what the new uh, logo will look like. Uh, they still have Wahoo this season, and they are going to continue to sell it and maintain the trademark. Okay. Um, that's partially uh, maintaining the trademark is so other people can't pick it up and make money off of it. Yeah. Um, but after 2018, they're, they're going to mothball Wahoo and just use the Block C. The Block C will yeah. be there. And But I don't know if they will develop another character. They, they have Slider, the nebulous, weird, furry mascot thing. Never seen but that thing just <laughs> weird and scary and gross, and it shouldn't – also be mothballed um but i think it, it, they'll just have the c for a while um there were things worse than chief wahoo with that team the, the original iterations were uh, just horrendously yeah. stereotypical and for him to be an improvement is says uh bad things yeah um so i don't know if they'll do more with that but i've i've you know personally retired Wahoo as well, and I like the, the that alternative fat C from the mid seven because that's not always boring. I do like that. I yeah. think that's a sharp that's a sharp it's, logo. It's different. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Bill Shea, enterprise editor who covers the business of sports for Crane's Detroit Business. We're talking about baseball because it is opening day here in Detroit. Uh, we want to hear from you about opening day, your thoughts about opening day, your thoughts about the Tigers this season. 
let us know also about players, players that you loved as a kid, players that you love now, players that you think about on opening day. For me, it's Gates Brown and Al Kaline, two guys who were on the 68 team, which uh, was just a few years before I was born, but is uh, the, the, the team that I I think uh, most identify with uh, in terms of the Tigers, other than, of course, the 84 team, which... Uh, won the World Series when I was 13 here in the city of Detroit. Um, give us a call. Tell us what your memories are of Tiger opening days, of Tiger championship seasons, or just seasons that stand out in your mind. 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Also, uh, give us an idea what you think of this idea of postponing opening day over rain. I don't know how much rain we're going to get, but it certainly is not like the opening days I remember where it was actually snowing uh, in the park. So why are we postponing opening day in 2018? Uh, Bill, I want to talk a little about this team uh, and what people uh, might expect out of it this year. Uh, they are rebuilding, uh, and and they seem to be making some, I think, smart and earnest efforts uh, in that direction. But it doesn't seem like it's a team that's going to compete all that well this year, mostly again because of uh, because of pitching. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. You're you're absolutely right. That this is year one of the full rebuild. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, it's um, it's going to be a while before they they contend again. Yeah. Um, you, <coughs> <coughs> oh, my my throat's under uh, a weather advisory. <laughs> right. um, you know, M- Miguel Cabrera will still be out there. He's always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, they traded a lot of talent last year on a team that still lost ninety eight games. Yeah, um, is a good chance they could lose ninety eight games again this year. Um, you know, there's, they That's traded for a lot of young talent, lot. but that talent's not at the major league level yet. That roster, the twenty five man roster, is filled with old guys and a guy and a bunch of guys past their prime and guys that never had really a prime. Yeah. And I think the team's average age is twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, um, or the starting lineup at least. When I was running the numbers, this isn't a team of twenty-four year olds out there on opening day. Yeah. This is a patchwork team to, to you know put fingers in the dike to, to fill the starting positions that they traded away, and they move some people around, and the and the payroll certainly a lot less. I mean, they're they have a smaller payroll than the Indians, yeah. which yeah. I can't remember the last time you know back in the two or you know nineties probably. Maybe early two thousands when that happened. I mean, the Tigers are lower than the the major league average payrolls, one hundred thirty six million dollars. The Tigers are just under one hundred thirty two million. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of that is being paid to guys that are playing elsewhere. Verlander and Fielders out of baseball, and K Rod's getting two million bucks, and um, you know, it's I think it's twenty one million dollars total being yeah. <laughs> paid to ex players, older players, right? Yeah. Uh, what does that say to you about the ownership situation here in Detroit? Uh, of course, with Mike Illich uh, dying, there's always the speculation that uh, maybe this is not uh, maybe this is not the team that uh, they want to hold. They they already have a, a hockey team. Uh, Chris Illich is much more interested in hockey, in my opinion, than he is in baseball. Uh, is this a team that they're preparing for someone else 
to buy and and rebuild uh, and and you you know you strip all of the the ornaments off of it before you do that. Yeah, there's a lot of that speculation out there and the, the family has repeatedly denied it and you know it, people repeatedly deny things up until the time that they happen. It's certainly a possibility um you know, the Tigers and their very nice stadium would fetch, I imagine, well north of a billion dollars, mm-hmm. especially that, you know, because they're in the middle of this uh, wave of downtown development that's not just the Illich's massive development, but Dan Gilbert and his skyscrapers and everybody's rushing to build things and upgrade things. So it's it's in a hot, popular area. Um but, you know, they, they keep denying that they want to sell. And, and the team does play in the heart of their entertainment district it that does. they're building. Yeah. It makes sense for them to hang on to it. If it's not costing them any money, um, you know, if it's not being subsidized out of $5 hot and ready revenue um, <laughs> or, you know, casino revenue, right. um, you know, <laughs> if it's not a headache and it's not costing them anything, I don't see why not hang on to it. And the other reason is the team's, um, revenue streams are heavily leveraged um, yes. in Illich's portfolio. Um, you know, he used that as a, a backstop for a lot of what they're doing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because the, the team, um, you know, take away expenses is a cash cow. I mean, right. those teams take in hundreds of millions of dollars in, in revenue. Um, and this year they got a $50 million windfall from the BAM tax sale by – MLB, every owner got a check for $50 million um, before taxes. Um, You know, so there are reasons you could want to sell. There are reasons you might want to keep it. Um, And there's still a cachet to owning a Major League Baseball team. Sure. Um, They own a hockey team, but the NHL isn't quite – I mean, in this town, it's still a big deal, um, although they have their own troubles in Red Wings town. Um, But owning an MLB team is still a powerful, powerful uh, thing. And it continues to be an asset you can leverage for other projects because they are cash cows and the value – it's not like your house is going to drop in, you know, my house thankfully has gone up slightly in value over the years. The Tigers aren't going to drop in value anytime soon. So it's an asset you can continue to leverage to finance other things um, across your business empire. Yeah, yeah. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Charlie in Royal Oak. Charlie, welcome to Detroit Today. You there, Charlie? Yeah, yeah hi. Go ahead. Um, kind of along the lines of a couple weeks ago, um, it just seems to me that, you know, we had an owner, Mike Gillich, that was really focused on building and seeing his teams win. Um, I think we've got to a new generation that maybe is, at least right now, more focused on money and development. Um, maybe down the road, uh, once they get some debt paid off, they'll put more money into their teams. But it just seems like right now um, the stadiums and building things are the focus and the teams are just kind of there. Yeah, you know, I, I hear that criticism, and, and I, I guess I'm never sure how fair that is, uh, Bill Shea. Is that, is that that they are distracted by some other things and not putting money into this well, uh, asset? They, they certainly have a lot of balls in the air right now. The new headquarters for Little Caesars is going up and the arena and all of that. Um, but, the, the you know, the Tigers are, you know, for, for people like the Illich family, a lot of these things you want to have on autopilot mm-hmm. because you hire the right people to manage them. You give them a budget. Um, and they have to live within that budget. And they have certainly done that with the Tigers. They have told, you know, Al Avila in the front office, this is how much you have to spend. And I'm sure they have multiple years of budgeting in place. This is what we want to do. 
And on, on paper and what they've said is is a sound strategy of, yes, we, we will get manageable contracts for young players that mm-hmm. we will develop and keep under team control for many years. Um, and we will bolster, you know, modern scouting and analytics and they're growing all of that. Um, you know, there's questions of if their new manager buys into all of the computers, as he likes to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying the right things. Um, I, it, I don't think it's, you know, the Illiches have a lot of money. I don't know what their finances look like, how liquid they are. I don't think it's a question of, you know, well, if they would just spend another $50 million, they could go to the World Series this year. They have a lot of old players and big contracts. Um, I'm not going to be the one to tell them how to spend their money. Yeah. They're still spending a lot of a lot of money, um, but they just don't want to spend more money right now than they have. They're they're mm-hmm. not going to spend like a big market team right now. And maybe they will in the future. And and they have in the recent past. I mean that's that's part of the part of the legacy that they're that they're carrying around right now oh, is yeah. that they had a, a very big payroll. All right, Bill Shea. Uh, before we go. New food at the stadium, what's the best uh, of the pickings? Oh, you know, everybody was talking about the Nutella wonton. And th- and when I tried them, it was the first time I'd ever had Nutella. I didn't go like, oh, my God, I'm addicted. Uh, they were pretty good. And the wontons, you're thick, you know, yeah. chewy. It was pretty good. Would I buy it myself? No. If someone gave me one, I would just You'll eat, eat it. it. Uh, but the cornbread with the barbecue sauce and the cheese oh, and I the corn, that, that, that was good. It didn't sound good to me at first. And I had one. I'm like, this is, I would buy this. This yeah. is really good. I don't know how easy it is to eat at your seat yeah um but yeah that was really tasty and there's a ton of different things the, the ode to detroit dog that's you know they're worth trying if you're interested it's yeah. part of the culinary arms race in sports yeah. so right. it's interesting i'll stick with my dogs and chips but <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe i'll venture out into some of the other other foods all right bill shea enterprise editor who covers the business of sports for cranes detroit business thanks for being here on detroit today That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 101.9 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We will see you tomorrow.